0: Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are my Journals Out Loud. And we're just gonna do a little bit of a continuation of the last podcast in which I talked about disorientation and all the awesome comments. And uh, there was an additional comment that I wanted to talk about today, and that's the extension of this conversation not only being disoriented, but disruption. But before we do that, We're just going to take a deep breath. And this podcast is really about those of us who are what I call wired for danger. But as I'm reflecting on this concept and this idea, we're all wired for danger. The sympathetic nervous system is about keeping us alive. It's our survival mechanism, whether we are wired to fight, wired to run, wired to freeze, We are all wired for danger. It's just that a little tiny percentage of us tend to run towards it instead of away from it when it's facing us. And I believe personally that our primary default nervous system, fight, flight, freeze, is really how we navigate the world. So it's kind of become an existential question for me. How do you reconcile, you know, this need to fight to solve problems but still move into a world where we create peace. And that is the bigger overall picture. But as I talked about in the video, which I shared with you the other day about uh, Miyamoto Musashi, I have to look at his name again. Anyways, he's the only guy that I've ever found that really speaks to these two primary issues of both survival, which he calls looking to earth and the sacred, which he calls looking to the sky or the heavens. And that to me has been the second existential question. Okay, I am human, but I am spirit. And how do I reconcile those two? Because they seem to have nothing in common. And these last 12 plus years have been for me a real exercise And what does it mean to survive? And what are we responsible for? And You know, this idea that religion or spirituality is enough just never made sense to me because it's easy to sit in your sanctuary with your guru at their feet while somebody out in the world is surviving, producing the food, creating the systems for water, uh, delivering the mail, all those things that are essential to survival that allow you the luxury of sitting at your guru's feet, chanting, or being within a religious system, within a church, or within a huge complex hierarchy of religious institutionalism, there's still somebody out there growing your food, keeping your water source clean, cleaning up your streets, hauling off your trash. Boy, if there's one reality check... If the grid goes down, it's going to be your trash. We, as at least in Western civilization, are so trashy. Hopefully, you'll never get the uh, joy of discovering what that's really like. But to me, these things have got to be interrelated. And so that's why, you know, you hear me bouncing back and forth between the super practical and the sacred duty that I believe as spirit we are here to evolve and move towards. But how do we reconcile those? and? As I'm sitting here listening to those of you who are about to bristle Alex Jones, you know, we hate the messenger, but we have to be able to listen to the message beyond our comfort with the person delivering it because only certain type of people, and he is very, very, very wired for danger. He is one of those few that will fight the assault to bring information forward. Most of us are reacting not to the information to him because the actual information is so distressing. And I bring that all up because as I'm listening to him kind of wax on, there's a fundamental difference though in terms of what I'm trying to do with you versus everybody else that's out screaming about the end of the world, whether it's a spiritual warfare and you have to claim your religious uh, protocols in order to stay safe, or Uh, I saw something else this morning about, you know, buy land and dig a well and grow food. Well, most of us can't do that. You know, do we have a right to survive because we don't have the money, the energy or the infrastructure to purchase everything we need to survive, right? These are big questions that I'm fascinated with. But while everybody else is screaming at you about what's wrong out in the world and what everybody else needs to do so we can be safe, You know, the journey I've been trying to take us on is not to change the world outside so that we can feel comfortable and peaceful inside, but how do we navigate and change ourselves within to manage the eternal and endless chaos without? And that is the ultimate line in the sand. That is the ultimate contrast. Whether you believe your peace and survival come by controlling what's around you, or if your true responsibility and purpose is to manage who you are within, and that will create the change around you. So it's a basic concept of ego and spirit, Uh, and when I speak to the nervous system, that's the wiring that really navigates between the spirit and the body, if we can manage our body and our biological impulses and the reality of what survival takes in a very physical world, then we're much more likely to be able to access the spirituality the upliftment, the joy, and the peace. But as long as we're thrashing around in a bunch of fear, which is what our sympathetic nervous system is doing for us and with us, fight, flight, freeze, right? These are the responses to our fears, which is danger. It takes up all our time and energy, and it disrupts us. And when I spoke last time about disorientation, uh, I was really happy to see, you know, some of the feedback that you guys uh, express and that I'm not the only one feeling this way. And, you know, part of my disorientation, if you're new, is I have just made the decision to try to live full time in a vehicle. And so, you know, I'm still trying to come to terms with that as an idea. Is this something I can do? You know, what are my actual options based on my personal capacity to function which I've you know come to this point now where I can't physically do the work of hardcore day and chop wood carry water survival it's just too much for me and you know what are my other choices do I want other choices so I'm still in a kind of a disorienting and not even to discuss how much clutter and chaos is going uh, just as a personal update Uh, I'm in Arizona again back with on Jeff. He's Arizona Hot Homestead on YouTube for a few days to, I'm unpacking, so I'm like half unpacked, trying to figure out how to repack so that as I was coming here, turned a corner and everything slid onto me in the driver's seat, which is, you know, not the way you want to go. So these, you know, just as as a 15th sidebar, the mistake I constantly make is that I try to create systems of living that have no containers. I'm trying to think, is there a, a personal issue around that also? So, you know, in my trailers, in the vehicle, I don't have things secured. So if I'm sitting and static, I'm okay. But if there's movement or flow, my crap falls over or the dogs knock it over or, or I hit a bump and it breaks. I'm sure there's a, a something there that I need to look at, but, uh, but that was my driving over here. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I keep recreating the same system over and over and over again. And so that's kind of where I'm at personally. But one of the comments Crosby put in about how the emergency alert that went off last week was loud and disruptive and how there was you know, trying to get it off the phone, how do I make it stop? And I was thinking about that because I was having, I didn't have my phone on for that. But while I was, uh, what is it, I guess it was two days ago, while I was in transit trying to move from New Mexico back to Arizona, it's only a few hours drive. So, you know, it isn't a big deal, except for me, it was a big deal. And as I was having the experience, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but after I've had some time to step back, I wanted to share it with you, and that's what the title is. It's it's very humbling to observe yourself sometimes uh, because who we think we are and who we actually are usually isn't the same thing. But there's also changes happening, and I don't know, you know, how many of those changes are out in the world, and how many of those changes are within me. I suspect it's both. But the reason I want to share this with you is not to scare you, not to uh, just talk about myself, not to uh, create fear. But unless we are aware, unless we're paying attention. Uh, You know, preparedness is not buying things because I have everything I need, including a food supply that I had to leave behind. So just because you have everything you need doesn't mean you'll have everything you need. And, you know, spiritually, we're taught over and over again, don't worry about it. You'll always be provided for. But somebody has to do the work. So these are, you know, my existential questions. But at a practical level, I was so screwed up the day I was driving over. And when I was looking at the comment about the loud noises, uh, you know, I thought that's really the disruption. The nervous system is disrupted from its flow by something loud, by something shocking, by really something that is out of your normal everyday routine. And so, you know, the disoriented feeling to me is just overwhelming but there was a very simple, practical, tangible, visceral disruption of events that really freaked me out. And, and when I say that, it wasn't anything that was different. You know, I got in the, packed up, got in the car, I drove to Walmart to uh, get some ice and a little bit of food. Uh, And I was going to get some gas and drive to New Mexico. Right. Not a big deal. But while I was in the parking lot at Walmart, it was extremely busy. There was a lot of RVs and overnighters. There were a lot of semis. There was a lot of traffic, which I was surprised, you know, that early in the morning. But something else was happening and, uh, you know, the sun to me feels brighter. I don't know why, but when it's low in the sky, you know, it's in my eyes, my hair was in my eyes, you know, my clothes were uncomfortable. I didn't have a hat on, so I couldn't block the sun. The dogs, you know, were pulling on me every which way. Uh, You know, I'm trying to keep an eye on the truck itself and not having anything falling out or being stolen. Uh, I'm trying to look under the truck to make sure the tires are okay, and if anything else is leaking, I have a leak right now, so the transmission is leaking, and, you know, not, and then trying to walk in the parking lot and not get run over by all this traffic, Uh, and again, you know, the dog's pulling on me every which way, and I'm trying to observe my situational awareness, but there was so many things happening, and none of them were real danger, but on an average day, you know, I kind of manage all this stuff without thinking about it. But for some reason, it was too much. And I was aware that the disruption level was too much in the same way, you know, the comment about the noise was so loud, it was disruptive. And it causes a spike in our stress response. So we get a surge of chemicals, and we become a uh, prepped, the body preps to run, to fight, to freeze. And that, all three of those are not geared towards normal activity. They're geared towards a very specific dynamic response, not a multitasking moment of you know, a lot of things all at once. And, you know, the question I had is, you know, is there something going on with me or is this normal aging? You know, am I becoming less and less capable of managing, you know, multi-system stressors all at once? Or, you know, is it true? Is the sun brighter and the noise louder and, the chaos more intense and the two dogs versus, you know, one easy dog. And, you know, on the one hand, it doesn't matter because that's what was happening and that's what I had to deal with. But I was, you know, did, I was upset after the process because I thought, you know, I'm not handling this stuff the way I used to handle it. And so I don't know what the answer is. I assume it's kind of, you know, all of the above. But You know, the nervous system is no different than muscles. If you don't use it, you lose it. And it made me realize that it isn't about stuff. It isn't about theory. It's about things that we're not thinking about, whether it's a spiritual process or a survival process. Without exposure, without practice, Without participating uh, within the systems at some level, we will not be able to function and cope with these emergencies that we're theoretically preparing for, or that we don't want to know about but are coming down the pike. And you know, so as I'm listening to the the endless diatribe, you know, day in and day out, of people predicting all these terrible, terrible things that are going to happen to us. Just having that one simple experience made me realize I could own everything I need, but if I couldn't maintain simple situational awareness, like if somebody had walked up to me and clunked me over the head, I wouldn't really have been able to prevent it because my uh, all my uh, alert systems were overloaded. Like I was overloaded. I couldn't manage... All the things I was trying to manage, I was disrupted. And, you know, one of the quote unquote weapons that they're putting together, and oh, I guess they have them, are disruptive weapons. They're loud noises, they're water, they're uh, waves of energy, energy directed impulse weapons, right? And that's a disruptive system. And Crosby was right. It's like when you are overwhelmed at a sensory level. And you don't have the training to move through the adrenaline, to move through the distraction, to move through the overwhelm. Then that's when you're one of those in the movies, people that falls down and gets trampled. You're not the hero that's pushing through the crowd and functioning, which is I imagine how most of us think about ourselves, right? Well, I'd be the one that was functioning. We don't see ourselves as one of the hundreds or thousands in the crowd that become fodder, you know, for that peak scene of excitement. But really, we are the people in the crowd. We're not the hero. We're not the star of the show. We're just left over uh, taking up space. And we don't see ourselves that way. We don't think about the reality that, especially as we age, you know, our nervous system becomes less capable to cope without exposure, Without practicing, and so you know the point of this conversation, uh, and I don't want to make it too long because I don't have uh, much of a cell signal here. It isn't just about the fact that we're all, I think, feeling a little disoriented about what's happening out there. the The key for me was, I don't have the capacity to cope with the disruption within my stress response was disruptive. My sensors. My sensory systems were overloaded, and I felt fragile and vulnerable. And I do not like that feeling. And it wasn't that anything real was happening. I mean, there wasn't a car trying to run me over. There wasn't somebody trying to rob me. But I would not have been able to focus and cope. I'd have just been standing there in stunned silence, which is not my normal Response usually I'm like on alert and ready, but I was aware that I was so disrupted with too many sensory stimulating overloads that my system my was disrupted, and I would not be able to cope. And you know, my immediate response was, "How can we problem solve?" Right? I can put a hat on uh, to block out the sun because it's so bright for me. I don't know if it's my eyes or the sun, but uh, you know it, sunglasses aren't enough. It needs to be completely blocked. And, uh, you know, to park at a different place so I'm not having to walk through the middle of the parking lot, which is normally empty. You know, that's why was, my default is to park in the same place. But now I'm like, well, why did I park here when all this traffic is going on? And, and so, you know, the default is how can I problem solve so I don't put myself in the situation? And while there's value in that, the reality is, is that that moment, I felt very fragile and very vulnerable. And it's one thing, you know, when you're having a little emotional breakdown by yourself, it's, a ne- you know, like, I don't want this anymore. But it was another thing to be in an overstimulating moment of massive disruption. And I couldn't, I mean, I just was aware after the fact there was nothing I would have been able to do. And I'm not saying, you know, you should always be prepared to defend yourself. What I'm saying is that is the moment where the car hits you or somebody thumps you on the head or you trip and fall because as we age, it changes. Uh, As we are so used to our routines, I mean, I think that's part of Uh, You know, getting older as you've refined your routines, there's very little disruption for those of us who have reached a certain age and fine tuned how we move through the day. And I will tell you this time out, which I've been doing, you know, on and off now for years, decades, right? Uh, I mean, I've been traveling, you know, since I was in my early 20s, you know, doing these kind of adventures. Getting in the car and just taking off, excuse me. Uh, It is, I am aware that I have a different response. And that moment of feeling very fragile and vulnerable in the moment of chaos, I did not like. So I wanted to share that with you, not because I want to freak you out or I want you to make you feel bad or. Uh, to have you focus on me, I wanted to share that as a reality check that for all the preparations, for all the prayer, for all the things that we think we're doing, something as simple as sensory disruption took me out. And I don't think any of us like to think about that, but it is something that we can start to inject into our lives by practicing, uh, getting out of our routine, practicing uh, being disrupted, because there may come a time where there will be a massive disruption. And if we haven't, you know, participated, if we haven't kept our nervous system flexible and stimulated in different ways, Because let's just be honest, most of us are in these routines of comfort and safety because it's just the way we live. It's human nature to be comfortable. Uh, It's human nature to create bubbles of safety and security. And one of the ways we do that is through routine, through simplicity of effort to minimize the disruptions. Uh, So I just wanted to toss that out there as it's not a bad idea to start looking at your life and how can you mix it up? How can you challenge yourself a little bit? How can you put yourselves safely in a disruptive experience so that you can practice moving through those hormones? Because it's one thing to talk about the stress response. It's another thing when you're having the hormonal reaction that's creating the adrenaline so that your hands are shaking or that your heart is increased or you're <laughs> short of breath. You know, these are things that we, we may talk about intellectually, but without practicing them physically, viscerally, uh, sensory, experiencing the stress without, you know, popping some kind of chemical to calm us down, without understanding that without exposure, we lose the capacity to cope with it. We don't have the elasticity that we may have had in our 20s as we age. And that was just like a super scary moment in time where I thought, I'm screwed. There's nothing I can do. I can't manage this moment. I'm kind of, you know, out of my mind, and I was, you know, been to the store a million times. So I was able to move myself through the practical aspects but it was very uncomfortable and I was very aware that this moment was different. So, uh, I just wanted to pass that on. I have a bunch of pictures and I want to put those together, but uh, I'm I have to clean up the chaos. So, we're moving slow. We'll talk about that at another point, but I wanted to take a deep breath. I want to say thank you for those uh, for the interaction on the last podcast. And so I wanted to just carry that conversation a little bit forward because Uh, This is real. This is happening. And even if the world stayed perfect, that disruptive event, you know, wasn't some kind of attack on my personal safety. That was just me slightly out of my comfort of routine. And I was screwed. So (laughs) I hadn't thought about that before Uh, because I'm the queen of routine. I like to control those things and manage them because I'm aware that I'm vulnerable. But that moment of vulnerability and fragility was very humbling. Uh, And so I wanted to pass that on because nobody really talks about that. We just think if we buy everything, we'll be prepared. It isn't really the way it works, but uh, I wanted to offer this up. So with a deep breath, my friends, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And I... We'll see you next time.